to Single and Loving It with your host, Grace Hufton. And I have a special guest today, my big sister, Tessa Hufton. Say hi, Tess. Hi, guys. If you have listened to our previous episode together, I believe it's called Have Fun in Life. Go back and take a listen to it because it's all about how even though you're single, don't be having a pity party. Go out, live life. God wants you to enjoy the life that he's given you. Mm -hmm. And that was a really fun episode we've told about some of our adventures together. So, um, so, but today she's coming back and she has something that God's put on her heart called contently contending. And she was just sharing with me all that God's been helping her through because she is 34. I'm 30. We're both single. And so it is and I know all of you listening out there are single and wanting to be married is real. You know, you want to get married. And so what do we do while we're waiting? Is there something that we can do in the process? And so Tess is going to be sharing her story. It's very encouraging. I know you're going to be blessed by it. So Tess, why don't you just take it away and just start off with what God told you. But was it a month ago, a few weeks ago? It's been a few months. Um, honestly, I'm going to take you guys on a snapshot of my entire um, single journey and how God has just been encouraging me in my faith, because I'm sure many of you can relate. There are times when your faith is strong and there's times when your faith is weak. There's times when you want to give up on what you feel God might've, you know, given you as a promise. And, um, especially in this episode, I'm just going to talk specifically on believing God for a spouse, but many of these principles can apply to anything with your faith. But for me, I've been single my entire life, and I was very, for the majority of my single life, very much loving it. I was never concerned that one day I wouldn't wouldn't be getting married or anything like that. It was, I had such a great group of friends, and we were just enjoying our life. And um, when I got to be around 30 years old, I started getting a lot of comments from people and even in my own heart, you know, I, I thought I would be married at that time. But then society in general <laughs> will just make you feel like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, you must be doing something wrong. Are you on enough dating websites or <laughs> are you really praying about what God has for you? And so it kind of exasperated the whole thing. My desire not being fulfilled and other people kind of, um, you know, raining on my parade or whatever. <laughs> Putting in their two cents about yeah. your life. So there came a point in my walk with God where I was like, God, you are withholding from me mm. what I have been waiting for. And God, I've been serving you. And God, I've kept myself pure. I haven't had sex. I haven't been doing any of the do's that people out there be doing. <laughs> and um, I started to get angry at God. I started to get in that anger led to bitterness, resentment, um, sin. I, I got so pulled away from him that I just got into a very dark place. And let me just give you a word of advice of heads up that getting angry at God is never the answer because it's never him. Mm -hmm. No matter if we may say, God, you're all powerful and you could have made this happen for me, but he knows everything. And, um, so I was miserable. I became miserable when I was angry at God because he is my best friend and he is the true source of our love mm -hmm. and everything to us. And so, and to me, so I finally, you know, hit, hit a low point where I was like, Oh God, I miss you. And I came back to him 
in this beautiful way. I spent like hours in my room. I was on my floor in his presence. And I, so I finally, I came fully back to God. Um, not that I ever quit serving him, but my heart had been closed off to him and hardened because of my bitterness. So I, I came back to him and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm in this great place with God and I'm enjoying my life. But part of me then was like, you know what? I don't need to get married and I can be happy, you know, living my life without being married, which is completely true. But for me in that moment, I got instantly convicted by the Holy Spirit and said, no, I did not say you can give up on this promise, on this word for your life. And because in my mind, I was like, you know what, if I don't get my hopes up, then I'm not going to be disappointed. And I might as well just enjoy my life, which we're going to, I'll share a little bit how, yes, we can still enjoy our life, but God gave me the word. He said, no, I want you contently contending. And so meaning that he wanted me to still contend with my faith because I shared with grace that, you know, we, as children of God, we are called to live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. And, um, I love Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. So in a way, in that, in that moment, I was kind of like, God, you know, I don't really trust you. You don't want to do this for me. And so, but I'll still be happy and I'll still serve you, but I just won't believe you for that anymore. And he was like, no. And I was like, gosh, you won't even let me just forget about it because you obviously are taking forever. Um, <laughs> Which I um, wanted to share just a little bit about, um, and Grace, you can cut me off at any time. No, I'm just talking a lot. <laughs> but um, I told Grace how I was told God I identify with Abraham and Sarah a lot in the Bible, and I was like, I don't want to identify with them. <laughs> then we're like, they God waited so long. <laughs> I don't want to be 99 having a child. Like I don't want that to be me. But. Um, I do identify with them and so much I did like a study on on their story. And if you're like me in this place of contently contending, waiting, their story truly is encouraging because God gave Abraham that promise. He said, you know, look at the stars. These are going to be your descendants. And then 10 years pass. You know, that's a long time. And Sarah was anxious and I can totally feel her angst at times where I'm like, oh, let's... I want to make this happen. I want to, I can make it happen for myself. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, decided, you know what, Abraham, go take Hagar, take her and, um, she can start have, start having children for me. And, you know, that was her, God had the plan already. They were obviously sick of waiting, (laughs) but I've seen that in my own life many times where like there will be guys like I I don't know what some people think about my life that I've never had anyone come up to me or I'm not ever dated or um, there's been guys that I wanted to be with. There have been guys that who wanted to be with me. And for whatever reason, I would always hope that it would be right. But sometimes it would just be it could be a great guy, but there it was not of God. There were times where I really wanted a guy who was not of God at all. That like guys who liked me, I was attracted to them. Well, and I was like, God, oh, they're so perfect. Our personalities are so great. He's so cute, but oh, he doesn't want to live for you. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> but there will be Hagar's that you can make happen for yourself. 
and say, you know what, this guy's here, this girl's here, she likes me, he likes me, you know, we could get married. And you know what, God will allow you to do that. And God will even work through sometimes when we take our Hagar's and God is a loving God, but that's not his best for us. And being children of faith, the more I walk through this life and see how God puts together couples and the more how I just see there's so many guys around, but I'm like, nope, none of these are it. Like having your God-given spouse is nothing short of miraculous Mm -hmm. and it is God-given provision. And tapping in your faith into the promises of God is going to be what produces that spouse because your faith is what produces the results that only God can bring. Um, And so another pitfall that I had that I'll share with you guys is for a little bit, I was like, you know what? There's no real promise in the word of God for me to stand on in this. Like God doesn't say, thus saith the Lord, you will have a husband because it is some people's plan to not be married, but I feel like God would let you know that. And for me, it has been a desire in my heart to be married. And so there are some scriptures that you can stand on. Proverbs 19, 14, and I always can, you can interchange him and her, you know, God does not respect men more than women. <laughs> um, Proverbs nineteen fourteen it says, houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. And you can also say a prudent husband is from the Lord. And that goes back to what I was saying. God can produce the perfect husband and it is something done like supernaturally. I love in Genesis two eighteen it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. You know, God wants those godly partnerships, those people that are going to come alongside of us. Um, Proverbs 18.22 says that he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And 1 Corinthians 7.2 says, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Amen. <laughs> and so um, it is a fight of faith, but... You know, Paul talked about how we can be content in any situation, but I do think there's a difference between being content and being satisfied. I have finally found, and you do have to fight it off. Sometimes they'll try and come on on me like a discouragement or things like that, but you can be contently contending, living your life to the fullest. I'm enjoying my life in ministry and enjoying my life with what God has given me with family and friends. But at the same time, in my prayer closet, I am thanking him that God, I'm standing on your word and your promises that you are bringing me a husband and some other things I'm believing him for. I'll say, no, I'm, I love the story. Teddy actually shared it on his podcast about young Gi Cho, the pastor in um, Korea, how he was believing God for some things. And he, after he prayed about him, he said, you know what? I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with this desk. He was believing for like a desk and a bicycle. Uh, I've been telling God and, and just declaring by faith in my prayer closet, I am pregnant with <laughs> with a husband. God is already preparing him for me. He just has to manifest himself in my life and I have to continue. Obviously there are things you got to, we have to be willing to do. We're going to prepare ourselves for our husbands, or our spouse. We're going to keep ourselves up. We got to be open, you know, to, to go on dates and all those things, but you can do all those things outside of faith and outside of God and wind up with a, somebody who'd be a boat anchor or a Hagar. A someone. loser. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> um, 
but we don't want that. I I want God's best because when you get attached to God's spouse for you, I know it's like a rocket ship will take you to another level. And so there's no other option for me than waiting for who God has. But encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in in his word, stand upon those promises, write them out. I will write them out. I print pictures of things I'm believing God for. I have a picture of the type of spouse that I want. I've got a list. I've got things that I'm looking at and saying, yep, that's mine. That's coming to me. And um, so don't don't allow society or other people to put you down in your in your stage of life, you could, if you wanted to please society, go marry Joe Smo down, down the street and be like, oh, look, I can go get a white picket fence and I have a husband. <laughs> but if, it won't mean anything if it's not God ordained and mm-hmm. produced by your faith. And I do believe that because I'm like, God, you've got to have a purpose for this, this waiting. I just got to know that God, it is in his timing that he's doing something in me that is needed. And that the ministry that I'm doing in my stage of life right now is what he has for me to Mm -hmm. do. And I just have to trust him. There's no other choice, but to trust him and walk in relationship closely with him, love him, let him be your best friend. Don't fall into that pit that I fell into in blaming him. And it's never him. He has good things for you. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly, from those who love him. And so you have to know God's not withholding from me. He never will. The best thing is coming to me in the best time, in the best stage of life for me. Woohoo! Wow. Amen. Do you guys feel stirred up and fired up after that? I do. Thank you, Tessa, <laughs> for sharing from your heart. You're welcome. And everything she said is so true. And uh, our mom, she we have, we have great parents, and she just said that the Lord spoke to her last week because she prays for us because um, for for our future spouses, and she said she felt the Lord tell her what you think is delay is actually protection, and He reaffirmed her, I have them, and it's so true. You you can't allow other people to judge your life's timeline because that's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And as long as you are doing all that you know to do to follow God, don't allow other people to put their expectations on you. Just allow God to put his expectations on you. And God is a good God and he is a good shepherd and he's going to lead you and guide you in the way that he knows how. He's a good God. Mm-hmm. He's the best guide in our life. And just like Tessa said, no good thing will, will he withhold from you. And so I hope that was a blessing to you and encouragement to you. Tess, would you mind just praying for everyone listening, praying for that they can contently contend as they're waiting? Yes. Hallelujah. Father God, I just lift up every single person that's listening. Father God, we know from your word that you have great plans for each one of your children. Father God, that you have good things prepared. God, that I've been holding on to the word, God, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind or heart has imagined what God has in store for those who love him. So God, I just pray, Lord God, that we would have strong faith, that we would truly live by faith, walk by faith, declare things by faith. Lord God, that we would receive what only you could give us by faith, God, that you've got the perfect one for each one out there listening. God, I pray that they would be encouraged by your spirit, encouraged by your word, and encouraged in their faith to believe you for big things and to never settle. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for just encouraging all of your sweet sons and daughters out there today. And we just speak a blessing over them and thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. 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 Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, be sure to share this with other people. Post it on your social media. Uh, leave this podcast a review. That would be awesome. And continue to DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from listeners of the podcast. I love to hear what blesses you. I love to hear your questions. So please feel free to send me a message. And that is it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.